and welcome to 31 Days of Terror, day number 23. And I have two stories for you today. And those stories come from Angie and Amanda, who are actually mother and daughter, which I think is very sweet. And they listen to the podcast together, which I love. I love the idea of people discussing the podcast or discussing particular episodes. And story number one comes from Angie. Back in 1997, I was pregnant with my second child. Me and my husband, now ex, were taking a prepared childbirth class. We were doing deep meditative relaxation when all of a sudden I had a vision. I saw a small river, a forest on the other side. Standing on the edge of the river was my D&D character. She was a warrior I had named Destiny. She was standing by her unicorn holding its reins. Her transportation in the game was a unicorn. I guess she knew I saw her because she turned away from me and led her unicorn into the forest behind her. I felt confused and abandoned by her action, as I felt that character was my strength. As quickly as the vision begun, it was over, and I didn't really think anything of it. Until several weeks later, I was admitted into the hospital with high blood pressure. I was sent to a hospital in a bigger town to have my baby since I was only 33 weeks pregnant. A couple of days later, I had her by caesarean and they did a tubal ligation during the surgery because we had asked for one, knowing that our baby was born with a genetic condition called trisomy 13. She died 10 days later. Six months later, I had a tubal reversal done so we could try to get pregnant again. We were never able to conceive. Weeks after her birth and her death, I remembered the vision, and I've always wondered if it was a warning of tragedy to come. The visions didn't stop there. Sometime in early 2000, I was meditating and grieving at the same time. It was a very common thing for years after her loss. I felt a presence, like it was her, but she wasn't alone. I thought she was bringing me a soul that could possibly be my future pregnancy. I could sense that it was male. Later, I found out that my brother's girlfriend was pregnant. She later had a boy. Unfortunately, that boy and I don't get along and he will be 22 next month. After my loss, I found that when I dream of pregnancy or infants, someone in real life will be pregnant or have the sex of the baby that I dreamed about. Sometimes the dreams get pretty crazy. In 2007, my oldest nephew's Paul Ralph died suddenly of a heart attack one morning. That morning, I dropped my daughter off at school. I went back home to get a little more sleep before going to work later that day. When I shut my eyes I dreamed that I was standing in the doorway to my daughter's room and I saw a man there and I thought it was my husband but the facial features were blurry. He looked very sad, distraught, so I decided to grab his arms with both of my hands and ask him what was wrong. As soon as I touched him I felt pain like no other. It was so hard to describe. I suddenly woke up to my phone ringing. It was my mother and she said that Paul Ralph was found dead on the bathroom floor just that morning. I was shocked and scared at the same time. The guy in my dream was my eldest nephew's Paul Ralph. I told my daughter about it because I knew she would believe me and she did. I told my mom later but she was sceptical. I had planned on telling my nephew about the dream when he got older, but I haven't gotten the chance yet. I did tell a psychic friend who said that she thinks it was the spirit of Paul Ralph visiting me at the moment of death. I told her I really didn't know him, so why me? She said that maybe I was the most receptive to the spirit at that moment, 
and that the pain I felt when touching him was only because I touched his spirit. I don't have many prophetic dreams like that anymore, mostly about baby predictions, which is a curse sometimes since I never could have another baby. I am obviously so sorry about the loss of your baby and and the fact that you were unable to conceive after that. I can't even begin to imagine what that must feel like. In regards to the D&D character, I don't know anything about D&D really, but I do remember doing an episode before about tulpas, where you like will something into existence. If you think about something, if you give it a backstory, if you give it a life, if you give this thing in your imagination characteristics and adventures and stories that they do and things that they've been through in their life like is it possible that that thing then becomes a representation of something in your world and that you saw that as a vision as a warning in in the way that people talk about tulpas as being things that are thought into life and the more I hear about prophetic dreams the more I'm glad that I have never had anything remotely close to a prophetic dream in my whole entire life because it just sounds like a lot of a lot of trouble, I think. I am also just going to say one more thing about D&D. And that is that I am actually not allowed to play Dungeons and Dragons. Uh, Nick from the Poisoner's Cabinet, Dave Keane and some of our other friends all play together. And I am banned from playing with them. Because according to Nick Gordon, I'm not allowed to play because I will ruin it. And uh, one of my friends suggested that we play a different game called ADHD and D, which would be especially for me. So I just want to put that out there, that I have very negative feelings towards D&D and uh, I feel very left out of the D&D world. And story number two comes from Amanda. The first thing I'll talk about is my stepdad's house. When my mother and my stepdad were still together, they bought a house. When they were talking to the sellers one time, They told my parents about being haunted by a little ghost girl that had followed them from a previous house. They had told my parents of a few encounters and the husband said that as they were moving their last things from the house, he said out loud for the spirit not to follow them and apparently had listened. My parents thought it was interesting but they weren't afraid of the idea that there could be a little girl ghost there. For a little while, my little boy, my husband and I ended up living with my parents and we did have a few things happen. My son would talk about a girl in the hallway, but not much more than that. One night, my husband and I had fallen asleep in the living room while watching TV. We got woken up in the middle of the night to a very loud crashing sound in the same room that we were in. It sounded like whatever it was shattered, but we got up to look and found nothing. Nothing had broken or fallen over. Not even anything out of place at all. We know it wasn't a dream because we both shot up from sleep to the noise and it also wasn't the TV because it had turned off because of sleep mode. Once we couldn't figure it out, we went to our room to bed. Another time when I was home alone, it was about lunchtime and normally someone would come home to eat. I'd heard the garage door lift and close, the door in the kitchen from the garage open and shut and I heard the usual sounds of the refrigerator opening and shutting. A cabinet door opened and closed and the microwave opened and shut and even the button noises from the microwave. These noises were very clear and hearing them you know exactly what those noises are. So I left my bedroom to head to the kitchen to talk to whomever it was that was home for lunch but there was no one there. I went and checked the garage and there were no cars in the garage. 
I went and checked all the rooms in the house thinking they went to another room and I just didn't hear it. There was no one. I even checked out the front door and no cars were parked there. I know I heard those noises because it was very clear and I didn't have a radio or a TV on and I was home alone so the house was silent. I then realised I heard these noises but I never heard any footsteps or any noise that goes along with a living human. So I just went back to my room shut my door and I stayed there. Over time, my stepdad and my mom started having marital problems. He has been an alcoholic for some years, but since moving into that house, his personality started to change. He started to become a mean person, not physically, but just not a nice person in general. He started to just stay shut up in his computer room. My mom finally filed for divorce and we all eventually moved out of the house except for him. He has now shut himself off from the majority of his friends and family. He's basically a whole different person than he used to be. But not just that. He's also had a lot of issues in the house with electronics. Things that were new that died and needed to be replaced. But a lot and at an alarming rate. This wasn't an issue with the electricity of the house as the house's wiring was newer from being replaced by the last owners. So I'm not sure if it's the spirit to blame or what. The previous owners did say that the spirit didn't end up following them, so even more proof that it stayed there. I didn't list everything that happened, just because it's hard to list everything. So mine and my husband's first rented house we lived in together 11 years ago was a creepy place. It was an older one-story house, a two-bed, one-bath, so it was small, but it was good enough size for us and our three-year-old. One morning, we were all in mine and my husband's bedroom with the door to the living room open. Our son started being frantic, screaming and pointing under the coffee table in the living room, saying, he's under there, he's scary. I didn't see anything, but instinctively just ran in there and said out loud that whatever was there needed to leave, that this was our house right now. He eventually calmed down and we finished getting ready to leave for the day. At night, we would leave our door to the bathroom open and our son's door open so that if he got up or needed something, we could hear him. We had a mirror hanging on our bathroom door and at night, we could see this weird light in the mirror's reflection, but we could never figure out what was causing it. We didn't have a nightlight in there. The window by the shower wasn't a clear window to the outside, but we tried to debunk it. We tested if it could be a car light or our neighbours next door. We never got the same effect that we saw almost every night. It looked like lightning or electricity, and it was a whitish blue. Another time my husband had a glass that was filled with pens and pencils flying his direction off a shelf. When it was just me and my husband at home one time, it sounded like there was someone walking, almost stomping on the other side of the house where our son's room was. When we would go and check in the direction where the sound came from, We would then hear the stomping noise from the part of the house that we were just at. Another time, I swear I saw a shadow figure, but I'm not sure if my eyes were just playing tricks on me since the light was off. You just never felt alone, and you always felt like you were being watched. It was a very uncomfortable house. We were glad when we finally got to move out of there. The house that we live in now we bought almost three years ago, and we bought it from people that we both knew for quite some years. One evening my husband, my son and I were watching TV and they were both sitting where they could clearly see the hallway. 
All of a sudden, they both looked at each other and asked at the same time if they both saw something. They said they saw what looked like a person walk down the hallway. We all got up to go and check and found nothing. After my great uncle died, I inherited some books about demonology, the occult, ESP, exorcisms, and I also got some tarot cards, runes and a crystal ball, to name a few. Some of the books were bookmarked, and I liked to read the pages that my uncle had last read. One night, I was going through some of the stuff and organising it. This stuff has always fascinated me. When I was done for the night, I went to bed. I had a dream that didn't seem like a dream at all. I was standing on the side of my bed and saw myself and my husband in bed asleep. All of a sudden my husband sat up and was gasping and wailing in fear and pointing towards the corner to my right, kind of behind me. I didn't turn to look at whatever he was pointing at. I just sort of dove back into my body and immediately woke up. As soon as I opened my eyes my husband started wailing in his sleep so I shook him awake. I'm not sure if it was astral projecting but it was certainly the weirdest dream or whatever it was. I cleansed the house the next day. So I love hearing the stories on the podcast that talk about people being visited by their deceased pets. I've always had dreams of being visited by relatives or dream of things that later happen. We had a pet silky chicken named Wobbles. She had a messed up right leg that wouldn't let her move or walk properly on her own. Sometimes when chicks are young and their legs get twisted, you can use rubber bands or pipe cleaners to try and straighten them. We couldn't fix her leg, so we decided to keep her inside the house instead of putting her with the other chickens to get trampled or picked on. We saw online how people would make little wheelchairs for chickens and ducks with this same problem, so we made her one. We also got a cage for her to stay in with a pink dog bed and we made a little hammock. We even got a baby stroller from Goodwill and took her on walks. We took her outside every day to lay in the sun and the grass. We even had a tea party for her birthday. We became very attached to her and her personality was just different. She knew we were making her life better than what it could have been. She lived a year and a half filled with love. This September 30th, 2022 will be a year since she's passed. We are still finding her feathers randomly throughout the house. We had her cremated and have a nice little urn and shelf just for her feathers we collect and pictures etc. I've had several dreams of her and I always know she is dead, so I just count that as she's visiting, since that is more comforting to think of it that way. One of the last dreams I've had of her, she was sitting like she always does and then stood up and started walking with no problem with her leg at all. It was like she wanted to show me that her leg was fine and she was okay. I know it seems silly, but if cats and dogs can visit after death, why not a chicken? She was my baby and I loved her very much. I did all I could for her and I feel like she's still here sometimes. Oh my god. I love chickens. I love chickens so much. I think they are such cool animals and such cool pets. And it sounds like sounds like you gave Wobbles the best life that Wobbles could have possibly had. And of course, of course Wobbles is going to come back and visit you. And that you know that she's okay and that she's definitely in heaven or wherever or the good place, wherever it is that good chickens go. That's where she is and she's able to walk in this particular good place. And I I think I think we should all celebrate that and we should all celebrate Wobbles and be happy for Wobbles. It sounds like there was loads of stuff going on in those various houses that you lived in. Like I would hate if I was moving in somewhere and the owners were like, Oh, you know, there's a little girl ghost. And then the minute, the minute, the minute my child opened their mouth and said, there's a little girl in the hallway. I'd be like, you fucking keep that to yourself. Okay. 
That's not something you keep to yourself. You see, it goes to keep it to yourself. And I don't understand. I never understand these stories of people who hear a day, a, a daily kind of routine of somebody in the house. So like coming in, opening the fridge, getting out food, putting the microwave, hearing the microwave buttons, all that daily routine stuff. And then it turns out there's nobody there. Like it, that always feels like a time slip to me rather than a ghost or something. Like I don't, I just don't understand what causes that and why it happens so often. And it sounds like in that rented house there was loads of shit going on from lights in the mirror to things being flung at your husband to dreaming about stuff to footsteps walking around. That is madness. It's all madness. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. Thank you to Angie and Amanda for sending in your stories. Remember, if you would like to send in your story, you can do so by emailing it to Podcast at gmail.com. You can also check out our website, com. If you are desperate for extra content, you can sign up to patreon.com forward slash stories, where for $5 a month or $2 a month, you get access to heaps of extra content and every single main and mini episode completely ad-free. And on that note, I shall see you tomorrow.